Greetings in Jesus' name. The message you are about to listen to is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power. Welcome to a life-transforming message. I'm called Deborah Mutana, married to the man of God. <laughs> so I come from Uganda, but I'm here. God has called me to, to dwell in this nation, Kenya. So I'm Yuga King, as you have said. Eh? <laughs> yes, Yuga King. Hallelujah. So this afternoon, we are going to do a study. Our topic this afternoon is spiritual warfare. Amen. And uh, I know when we are praying, many times they say, now, let's get into spiritual warfare. Put on, put on, put on. It is not going to be that way. We are going to understand that spiritual fear is a lifestyle. It has to be part of us. There is no point for you to just say, now I'm undressing this weapon of spiritual fear. I'll put it on when we are getting into prayer or when I am told to put on the whole armor of God. Our, my main scripture this afternoon is in the book of Ephesians chapter 6. But I, I will allow me to, to just start from Ephesians chapter 1. Just to go through that until we reach Ephesians chapter 6 where I'll be detailed as the Lord allows me to. Amen. Um, one of the things that we have to to consider this afternoon is the nature, the nature of, of our warfare, the nature. I, it's like the sub-themes. <laughs> Today we are going to go into a teaching, and because I'm privileged to be a teacher, um, you will allow me, please don't sleep, keep awake, amen. Because usually when the teachers start teaching, people sleep. They love preachers, evangelists, eh? prophets. That's when their ears are alert. But please come, stay calm and allow the Spirit of God to minister to you. So the subtopic of our study this afternoon is the nature of our warfare. We have to know what it means, the nature, the nature. When someone talks about the nature, it's the whole thing of spiritual warfare. Amen? Then we will get to discover our defensive armor hmm? as the defensive weapons that we have in the word of God. And we will also get to know the weapons of attack. Hallelujah. So when we, when we get to Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, let me just highlight that. It says, we do not wrestle against 
flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. I will prefer more of King, uh, the Amplified and NLT, the New Living Translation. That's where my study was more best. It will help me follow kingly. So when you understand the fact that you are not wrestling against flesh and blood, you will be very, very keen to what the Lord wants you to know. Knowing that the battle is not against flesh and blood, it's a spiritual battle. It's against the good and the bad. Hallelujah. And with that factor or with that truth around in your mind, you will have to, I want to highlight a few words because when we get to the verses before and the verses after, you will understand that this is a very serious thing that every believer needs to know about, including the children. Because in Nehemiah, the Bible says, he told the people that fight for your children, fight for your brother and sister. So everyone was required to be equipped in one way or the other. Why? Because it is a war. Amen? Um, I will just give a few definitions of the word wrestling. Wrestling. What does it mean to wrestle? For some of us, when we were still young, we used to see a wrestling, <laughs> that wrestling in, on the television. But if you look at those guys, they are not just dressed like they are going for a party. They are dressed to battle. They, are, they look prepared. They look ready to attack. So when you understand that in the physical, that is how someone appears, a wrestler. If, if you've ever seen a wrestler, there are people who are ready to attack. There are people who cannot be stopped. There are people who cannot be resisted. They, they are ready to defend and to defeat their enemy. So when the Bible talks about we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, that helps us to know that our weapons that God has given us, they are not just casual. Yeah? They are weapons that are able to defeat, to defeat, sorry, to defeat the powers of darkness, to defeat the spiritual rulers in the dark world, to, de to defeat spiritual hosts of wickedness, to defeat principalities. If you, if you, I know this is a topic that is not so taught deeply in the church, but I want us to understand that a principality is not a simple thing. A spiritual ruler, because it's a spiritual, you are not seeing it. It can disguise itself to be something of truth, yet it is false. But the Bible says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. In this season, as we get into the elections, we are praying, we are binding, we are, you know, declaring. But we have to understand that a spiritual realm is so real, yet so complex and very organized. And it says we do not wrestle against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of the 
of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. If you can just stop there and meditate upon just that word. God has equipped each one of us. If the fact that you confessed him as Lord and Savior, he has equipped you. And the weapons he has given you, they are not carnal. Many times we want to fight in the flesh. We want to fight, the, we want to fight using our flesh. But the Bible has reminded us that our weapons are not carnal. We are not wrestling against flesh and blood. Hallelujah. That is the briefness or the brief or the detail of the nature of our warfare. Hallelujah. So I'll just uh, maybe the person on the projector will highlight those things as I speak. Please be more attentive. So there are things that I will want to get into as we go on. And I will, I will just give three elements of spiritual warfare. Three elements. Three elements. And the first one is our ability to crucify the flesh. Huh? You know, when we talk about spiritual warfare, we assume that spirit, we get into war when we start praying. But it's a daily walk. And every day you have to know that you are in a battle. The moment you are transformed from the powers of darkness or from ultimate darkness into his marvelous light, you entered into a battle. Amen? So the first element of spiritual warfare is the ability to crucify the flesh. Amen? I want us to, to read Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 5. This is what it says. I will really get back later to what I was saying. Therefore put to death your members which are on earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is adultery, idolatry. Amen? That is where our spiritual affair starts. Hallelujah. When you wake up every morning, just know that you are in a battle. Amen? And the fact that you are in a battle, there is daily crucifixion of your flesh. You have to crucify the flesh. There will be things that the Spirit of God will tell you, yet the flesh will want to go beyond or above. So you, you have to be intentional to crucify your flesh. Hallelujah. The flesh has to be put into check. You check your flesh every morning. You wake up and maybe your thoughts are evil. You say, no, I, I, am, I am dead to sin and alive to Christ because you are in a battle. Hallelujah. And the other, the second element of spiritual affair is taking charge or taking charge of your mind. The, the first one was crucifying the flesh. We have to have the ability to crucify the flesh. The second one, we have to take control of our minds. Hallelujah. I loved that scripture in Romans that we read at the beginning of the service this day, Romans 12. And it says, um, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies 
a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Do not be conformed to, the, to, to, to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. That is also part of spiritual fear because you are allowing your mind to know the acceptable will of God. It is a fight. There is a man of God who says that the, the, the mind is a battlefield and I want us to know that it is true. Because you can be here, yet your mind is at home. Or it has gone to town to check your business. Did someone open the shop? Or it has gone to the kitchen. Did I leave food on the, on the stove? You know, the mind, the enemy uses the mind. And many times when you have not submitted to God, you are open. Hallelujah, you are open. That is why we are required to read the word of God daily that our minds may be renewed. Amen. Amen. Because we are in a war. Hallelujah. The third one that we always deal with mainly in the church or in our Christian work is dealing with the devil. Huh? We forget about the ability to crucify the flesh. We forget about taking charge of our minds and we get to the bottom, dealing with the devil. And I'm telling you, if you are going to get into the enemy's camp when you are not prepared, when you are not positioned right before God, when you are not in the right alignment with the Father, you'll become a casualty. Amen? So that's why we have to be more intentional as we wake up every morning to crucify the flesh, take charge of our minds, then we will be in the right position to deal with the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I will, I will let us get into that. So the last one, we will read James chapter 4 and verse 7. I know some of us have already, have already memorized it, you know. Submit therefore to God and resist the devil and he will flee. Amen. So we have to be intentional in what we are doing in what we are doing, knowing that this battle is a spiritual battle. Amen. The flesh has to be put to death. Our minds have to be renewed by the word of God. And we have to be able to submit to God. Why? Because He has won this battle for us. We are fighting from the point of victory. Amen. So, before I get further, I want us to highlight, I want, I want to highlight this factor that our effectiveness in this battle depends on our submission to God. Some of us, we are not totally submitted. You are here, you are there. You have put one leg here and you left something to yourself. But the Bible says, submit to God then when you get to deal with the devil, when you get to resist the devil, he will flee. You will not have to be a casualty. Why? Because you already submitted. You are empowered by God himself. Hallelujah. So um, I'll continue on and I will get further to 
chapter 6, Ephesians, we will go back to our main script. Um, Ephesians chapter 6, and from verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, finally, my brother, my sister, who has come in this service this day. Hallelujah. This is Paul now addressing us. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Hallelujah. And it continues to say, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wills of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand, I mean, to withstand in the evil days. Let me read verse 13 again. It says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Hallelujah. There is a thing there we have to note because many times we think it's all about withstanding. But the Bible says, having done all to stand. Hallelujah. So I want us to get back to what I told you at the very beginning before I read this main script. Why, why was Paul emphasizing that finally, my brethren, you know, he's ending the book, he's ending his letter to the Ephesians, and he's highlighting that finally, my brethren, finally, my brother and sister who has come in the service today, what is Paul telling us? When we get back to chapter 1, because when I came to discover that words um, in English that are therefore, finally, however, but, mean something. There is something that uh, someone wanted to highlight that now he, he gets to that wording and he, he assumes that you have picked what they were saying. Hallelujah. So let us get back to Ephesians chapter 1. We are not going to read all, but I will highlight a few things. Some of the major things that stand out. And as I said, I'm using NLT. And I was also doing my study using the amplified version. But you will get to know that in chapter 1, it talks about our position in Christ. Amen. Uh, I'll just read a few verses. Uh, chapter 1, from chapter 1 up to chapter 3. It shows our position. Uh, chapter 2, verse 6, it says, um, let me start from verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we are dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. That is the bracket thing, or the wording, the bracket. And verse 6 says, And raised up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. 
That is your position as a believer. That is your position as a son of God. Why is this very important? You cannot get into battle without knowing your position, without knowing who you are. Amen? I remember the last time I was here, I was talking about, I think, our position, our identification as children of God. We are a chosen generation, a loyal priesthood, a holy nation. Amen? A, a precious is it? A peculiar people. Yes. Thank you so much. That is you, your identification. But it's not just enough for you to know who you are. You have to know your position. Amen? If you are going to be victorious in battle, you have to know your, your position in Christ. Hallelujah. And I think it also manifests in the physical. If you don't know your position in an army, you can fight yourself. You can fight yourself or you can get to the enemy's camp and you start fighting the people who, yes, <laughs> who are against you. Oh, I mean, you start fighting the people who are on your side. So you have to know your position. Amen? And I will just highlight a few things. I am, I'm just enjoying myself. So please settle. Amen. <laughs> Uh, chapter 3, uh, verse 14, it says, I'm just highlighting a few verses that I've underlined in my Bible. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and of earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Amen. There is a reason why Paul was telling these people. Why? Because the fight is not an easy fight. And many times in our Christian work, we think spiritual warfare is just, I bind, I bind, I cast, I pray. You know, you get into that, but you have to get to know your position. Because your position will help you even when you feel like the enemy or when you see the enemy is resisting. You will remind him of your position and he knows who you are. Amen. Um, so what I would love us to understand, because position usually, when you are positioned, it's like you're seated. Huh? You are seated. You are positioned there. Allow me to use that face. <laughs> face that's seated. So your position in Christ Chapter 1 to chapter 3 is your position. You've got to understand that if you, are getting to, if you are going to be victorious in battle or in the spiritual warfare that is happening to us. Are we together? Um, when we continue on from chapter 4, and to some of us who have NLT or King James, I didn't read King James so well, but you will see what those subtitles in, those, in that chapter, it says, walk in unity. Are you seeing it? Huh? I'm saying, get into your Bible. You will see those small subtitles. Walk in unity, then the spiritual gifts, the new man. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Walk in love, walk in light, walk in wisdom. Are you seeing them? So, the next major position is our walk. Hallelujah. 
is our walk. So you've got to understand that if you are going to be victorious, you've got to check your walk. Are you walking in unity? Are you walking in wisdom? Are you walking in love? Hallelujah. So when Paul comes to chapter 6 and says finally, he has already highlighted a few things that you need to know as a believer. Let me just, let me just um, uh, read a few scriptures uh, in chapter 4 and chapter 5 because that is where the walk is. Our lifestyle, our conduct. Amen. Are we together? Uh, I will keep asking because there are some people who might be sleeping. The Bible says, therefore, um, verse 1 of chapter 4, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. Hallelujah. With all loneliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Hallelujah. That is chapter 4, verse 1 and verse 2. I can't read all, but go back and study. That book of Ephesians is very key in our Christian work for us, in order for us to be victorious. Let me just get back, I mean get to chapter 5 of Ephesians. It says, verse 1 of chapter 5, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us as for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Amen. But there is something that I've missed out, I think, in verse in verse uh, in chapter 4, verse 25, where we are told that therefore put away all lying. Let each one of us speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Do not give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no more, uh, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, which is good, that he may have something to give, to give him who has, who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good and necessary for edification, that it may impact grace to the hearers. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, Grammar and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ has forgiven you. Hallelujah. You will know that this is a walk. Amen. It is a walk. You cannot, if, the Bible, if, if Paul has told you or he has highlighted that do not speak lies, you can't get to Ephesians chapter 6 and say, now I put on the belt of truth. <laughs> Amen. Now that I'm getting into spiritual, eh, in the spiritual way, I put on the belt of truth. Yet your life is filled with lies. Hallelujah. It, is, it will be very, very sad for you because you are going to be a casualty in the battle. Hallelujah. 
And it says in verse 8 of chapter 5, I am just highlighting a few scriptures. I know the time is spent, but I'm going to rush because the next things you will have known what to do. Uh, it says, verse 8, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. I'm reading chapter 5 from verse 8 to 14. Let me just read those scriptures. I just enjoy the word. And having no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by light. For whatever makes, whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep. Arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. Hallelujah. And it continues, walk in wisdom. Hallelujah. You cannot go in battle when you are just ignorant. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder how we start binding, push, I push back, fire, fire, fire. You hear people crying and shouting fire. But where are you, ex where are you directing the fire? Eh? Where are you directing it? You know, sometimes we are very ignorant of the word of God. Hallelujah. But the Bible tells us to walk in wisdom. So when he gets into chapter 6, there is a lot he has allowed you know about spiritual warfare. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we together? Because let me just read for you this verse in chapter 5. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of God is. Hallelujah. Sometimes we, are, we get into time of prayer and they're saying, now we are getting into spiritual affair. You start, fire, fire, fire. You don't know where you are directing fire. You don't know the will of God concerning that situation. But you are just speaking fire because you feel fire is spiritual affair. Hallelujah. May God give us wisdom. Hallelujah. So the, 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 the last part, I said our position in Christ, uh, chapter 1 to chapter 3, and that, that, the phrase there I use is sit, your position. Because in chapter 2, verse 6 says, we have been made to sit in high places. Amen. The second bit um, is our walk. That is in chapter 5 up to chapter 6, verse Nine, Hallelujah. And allow me to highlight these last ones because they are very important if you are going to win effectively in battle. Amen. Um, from verse 22 of chapter 5, this is where there is always contention and I will, and I will really admit that there is contention because it says, Wives, submit your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife. You know, this is also part of warfare. And um, Christ is the head of the church. He, and he is the savior of the body. 
Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands. You remember it is own, not all husbands. That is own. So don't come and say, you are supposed to submit. Huh? It is their own. Huh? And every word in the Bible is very important. So if you are going to read and understand, note every word. Husbands, love your wives as Christ as Christ also loved the church and gave himself to her, for her, sorry, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. Amen? Amen. That he might present her to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she should be holy and without blemish. That's the higher standard. My dear, you cannot get into battle and start battling when you have missed out these statements highlighted in the Bible. Hallelujah. And I think that's where it comes to the husbands that if you, when, when you fall short of this, the Bible says your prayers will be hindered. Imagine you have gone to battle. I bind, I bind, but the prayers are just hitting the ceiling and going down. Why? Because you have missed the main thing that Christ has highlighted. Amen? Amen? And the Bible says, so husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. So when we start praying for men of God, this is a very important factor. Because if this is mis, mis Placed. If the man of God is misplaced here, I am telling you, we are res being resisted. And remember, the Bible says he's the head. So everyone cannot go beyond where the man of God has reached. So that's why instead of talking, criticizing, malicing, pray for the man of God to get understanding of the word of God, how he ought to love his own why? Because his breakthrough, if he's the head, is your breakthrough. Hallelujah. Remember, we are in what? Spiritual warfare. And we have not started binding, binding. We cast, we release fire. We haven't. But just the word of God, the understanding of the word itself is warfare. Hallelujah. And the Bible continues, for, uh, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes, cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. Hallelujah. For we are the members of his body and uh, of his body, of his flesh and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall live. That is what we always caught, but we've not understood this man who is living, what is he supposed to do? What mandate has God given him? Because as he lives to settle in a place, the requirements that he follows, the instructions that he follows, will either expose the family to the enemy or will grant the family victory against the enemy. Hallelujah. So let's continue on. 
And this next one, the children, our children love it so much. <laughs> so many times when we, we get to chapter 6 from verse 1 up to verse 4, they say, let's read in all the versions of the Bible. Let parents understand what they are supposed to, to do to their children. But this is what the Bible says. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Remember, even the wives are supposed to do it in the Lord, not outside the Lord. So our submission to God helps us resist the devil. Amen. Hallelujah. If you are not doing it in the Lord, that means that you are outside God's submission. Hallelujah. And many times we think, the parents are, wives are supposed to submit. You are supposed to submit in the Lord. Children are supposed to obey their parents in the Lord. Hallelujah. And it says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may be well with you and may live long on earth. Hallelujah. And you fathers, they have not said mothers, so fathers, you are. <laughs> but some versions, you know, that's why they say, let's read the other versions. Even mothers should be inside there. <laughs> It says, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Hallelujah. So we will go on because this, whatever I've read is very important for you or for us, including myself, because we have said from the beginning, one of the elements of, of spiritual fear is daily crucifying the flesh. Hallelujah. You, you, you wife, you Deborah, submit, submit your own husband, you know. Every morning I have to speak to myself. No, 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 you submit, submit. Why? Because the mind will always take you somewhere else. So you have to speak to yourself. Hallelujah. I love using my name because the enemy knows it. Huh? Christ knows it, but even the enemy knows that I'm a child of God. So, um, verse 5, it says, Born servants, be obedient to those who are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart as to Christ. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as born servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. With good will, doing service as to the Lord, and not to men. Knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. And you, masters, do the same to them, giving, all, giving up threatening, knowing that your own master also in heaven, and therefore there is no partiality with him. So when he gets to chapter 6, he knows what he's talking to. Or what he's talking about. Why? He has already laid the ground. Remember, chapter 1 and chapter 3 is your position. Your position in Christ. Chapter 4 to chapter 6, verse 9, is your walk. Hallelujah. So, our last positioning in spiritual warfare is our attitude facing the enemy. So, when we get to chapter 6 from verse 10 up to the last verse 24... We are already sure on which ground we are positioned. Hallelujah. Are we together? 
I can see no one is sleeping. <laughs> because this is a very serious topic. Maybe I should even make my force more. more. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, I didn't talk about um, masters as employees and employers. People, if we are going to be effective in our Christian walk against the enemy, that place where God has positioned you, you have to be faithful. Hallelujah. You have to be truthful. You have to be honest. You know, spiritual warfare is a lifestyle that when you will stand and start binding and start commanding things to live, they will go. Why? Because you are submitted to Christ. Hallelujah. So that is very important. Are you faithful in that contract that you have signed? Are you going to stay and do unto the Lord, not unto men? Amen. That will give you a ground to defeat the enemy. Why? Because you've submitted yourself to God. He is covering you that when you start battling, you are victorious. Hallelujah. May God help us because it is very important for us to know, not to be ignorant. The enemy is very organized and very prepared. But many times as Christians, we are not. We don't know what to do. As the Bible says, we wrestle. We don't know what, what, how to dress for the battle. We are not prepared. We are ignorant. All we hear when you hear someone saying, fire, fire, you also start fire. And you, you, you are, it's like you've gone to the battle, but you don't know what are you supposed to battle against. Hallelujah. Because we are all in different ranks. Just as you see the enemy has eh, the, the positioning or the ranks of the, the demonic world has been highlighted. That's how the kingdom operates. The enemy just counterfeits what is in the ready happening. Amen. So we have to be knowledgeable. We should not be ignorant of the enemy's schemes. Hallelujah. I want us to just read, uh, I mean, just do this. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm about to finish, but allow me to, eh, to, to we, we are now eating the meat. <laughs> the meat of the word. We are no longer taking milk. It is now bony, eh? I can see some people are crashing. Some people's teeth are getting tired. Crash, crash, crash that meat. So let us go into the levels of spiritual warfare. Hallelujah. For us to be effective in spiritual warfare, we have to understand the, verse, the chapters why Paul was talking about our walk, our stand, our seat. Amen? When you're facing the enemy, you are standing. You are not sitting. You are standing against the wheels of the enemy. Hallelujah. So one, the first level is our personal level. And I believe uh, you have captured it, the first bit when I said crucify the flesh. You are at war, but you are handling yourself. Personal level. If Romans 12 from verse 1 to 2 and Colossians 3 to 5, you will see I'm getting more detailed what I've already given you. And then the second level is the ground level. Hallelujah. Here you are dealing with the enemy. Amen. And we shall read in Mark chapter 16 and verse, verse 17 to 18. 
hey, I'm, going, I'm enjoying myself. Hope you will not tell me, that person should not preach again. We spent long in the church. <laughs> so this is what the Bible says. Um, uh, chapter 16 from verse 17 to 18. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. They will, and they will drink anything deadly. It will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Amen. This is one of the promises of the Great Commission. Hallelujah. But it's also warfare. Hallelujah. As Christ has sent us, for, for, has sent us in this Great Commission, we are going to get resistance. Why? Because we are trying to rescue men, rescue men from darkness into his marvelous light. And he has told us, he has assured us that these signs will follow us who believe. Hallelujah. In his name, not in your name, not in the name of your pastor, but in Christ his name. Hallelujah. Because he, he has been exalted is a name above every other name hallelujah and that is the the second level of our spiritual warfare hallelujah you are dealing with the enemy and these are the words of christ that is an assurance of victory amen so don't just say ah me i'm not going you know the great commission was just for those pastors those who are called in theological schools my dear, it is for every believer. And knowing that it is for every believer, there is a battle. And you have to be prepared. But there is still an assurance of victory. Hallelujah. So, do not faint. Amen. We will just read even a, a, a scripture here in Acts chapter, chapter, chapter 8. Verse 4, to, verse 4 to, to 8. Therefore those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord hated to the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were oppressed and many who were paralyzed, and the lame were healed. And they were all, and there was great joy in that city. Amen. That is part of spiritual warfare. You are going out for that soul. Amen. It is not just here. We bind, we lose, we bind. As you go out, you are in war. Hallelujah. That's, that's why your lifestyle is very key if you're going to be effective out there. As you rescue men from the powers of darkness, your lifestyle is very key. Hallelujah. Um, the third level is the occult level. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is where we are dealing with the agents of Satan. Amen. <laughs> I, I know some of us have never heard the word occult. But it's, it's not a, a tongue. It's not a Greek word. It's an English word. Amen? It's the occult. 
Huh? You are dealing with the agents of Satan. You will confront someone who is already sent on assignment. So you've got to be equipped. Hallelujah. You may not even have time to pray. But if you know your position, if your walk is a walk that is totally in alignment with God, if you are yielded to the spirit of God, you will be in position to stand against that yield of the enemy. Hallelujah. So your positioning is very key. Your walk is very key if you're going to be effective in battle. Hallelujah. I know some of us would say, but I've seen a pastor. He is very immoral. He will cheat. But when he starts binding, <laughs> you'll see things happening. My friend, <laughs> don't be <laughs> deceived. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't be deceived. The word of God is, stands on itself. It does not need man to defend it. But you just have to understand the scripture. Submit yourself to God. Then when you are resisting the enemy, he will flee. Hallelujah. So may God help us. Because this is the time for us to understand our positioning, to, to check our work, that we will have the right attitude as we face the enemy. Hallelujah. The fourth level is the strategic level. Amen. The strategic level. We've talked about the personal level, crucifying the flesh, the ground level, dealing with the enemy directly, the occult, engaging with the stanic agent. Eh? Confrontation. Hallelujah. You will see in the book of Acts when the disciples or the apostles would confront men who were possessed, who had a form of of godliness, yet they were sent by the enemy to cause havoc to the city. That was a confrontation, and that is spiritual warfare. Hallelujah. It's not just that, hey, hey, now this is the time for us to bind. You see them not even binding. Some, some spirits would even know that this is the servant of God. There would be a direct confrontation. Hallelujah. So you've got to understand your position. Hallelujah. Even in this season, where we are in, understand your position. You are the child of God. You are seated in the higher places. Amen. And you have been given the victory through the blood of Jesus Christ. So let me get into this strategic level. Hallelujah. You will, you will read in your free time, read Daniel chapter 10 and Acts chapter 19. Amen. This is a very wide form of war. Huh? Hallelujah. Like now if we are engaging in strategic warfare for Westlands, we will, you cannot go alone. Hallelujah. Why? Because it's a broad war. Hallelujah. Are we understanding? It is broad. You cannot go alone. You've got to work together. An army, when it is attacking a nation, you can never see one soldier going alone to attack. They are organized. They are many. They are in numbers. You read from Genesis, maybe to Revelation, you know that when the Israelites were being attacked, they were not attacked by one person. They would be attacked by armies, numbers. And sometimes God would say, reduce the army. And he proves himself God. Or he would command them to go and 
alert them or give them the assurance of victory. So in this strategic level, you've got to understand that it takes a corporate action. You are not supposed to fight alone. Hallelujah. That is why it, it strategic can be for a city, spiritual affair, for a family or a community or a village. You cannot say, ah, me, I got a revelation. <laughs> and that place is under stronghold. That's, I, I, next week, I'm going to go alone. Who? You will be defeated. Hallelujah. You've got to consolidate power. Amen. Why? Because the war is broad. Amen. Are we together? Yes. Hey, you, you, you will think that I'm going to give you a whole book. <laughs> but I'm about to finish. Hallelujah. So when we are dealing with... <laughs> this is something that is... Uh, for the children, they might not even pick. But whatever the Spirit of God will help them understand, it is okay. When you are dealing with um, spirits that are controlling territories, territorial spirits, you should not go alone. Do not go alone. You need to be prepared. You need to be in... You remember in chapter 5 it says, walk in unity. Hallelujah. It is a walk of unity. You have to walk in wisdom. There are certain things you need to understand about a place before you say, I bind the spirit in this place. I bind the spirit. No. You've got to understand that there is a war beyond that which you may fall a casual tomb. You may be a victim. Hallelujah. So what are we talking about? We've got to live a crucified life. Amen. And a life that is fully submissive to the Holy Spirit for us to become victorious in battle. Amen. When you, when you finish reading or when you finish noting the levels, you'll say, ah, I think for me I should end on the personal level. Can I manage corporate? <laughs> no, 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 no. There is need for us to understand that the real battle with the Satan has been won or, or won at the cross. Hallelujah. In 1 John chapter 4 and verse 6, we will know that it is already a won battle. We are fighting from a place of victory. Hallelujah. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 6. We are of God. He who knows God hears. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know that the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So when you understand your position and the fact that it is already a won battle, you will know that it, you are fighting with assurance of Christ backing you up. Hallelujah. It is a one battle. Our position as brothers and sisters or as children of God are to enforce the victory that is already given unto us. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why we, we, we take Holy Communion. Hallelujah. You will discover that all these are some of the forms of spiritual warfare. That's why when you come to church and they are saying praise, this is a time to praise. Please stand up and praise. 
Why? Because some battles are won as we lift up praises to him. That's why when we are told to worship, please give yourself fully in worship. Worship him in truth. Why? There are battles that are won. Hallelujah. So it is not a, just a moment of binding. I bind. I bind. It is a lifestyle. Hallelujah. So I'm about to finish. Please give me some few minutes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I started at half past, uh, I mean 20 past. I am remaining in just three minutes, but I will ask for 10 minutes. Is it okay with you? <laughs> Let me finish this because if, if I'm to come next week, I want to, to speak about something else. Hallelujah. So, now that we have known what we are supposed to do and our position and the truth of who we are in Christ and the finished work of Christ at the cross, we've got to understand the defensive weapons. That is in chapter 6. Are we together? And the Bible highlights the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes for the preparation of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation. Hallelujah. Those are the defensive. That is why in your walk, you've got to understand that your positioning as a child of God is key. That when you are protected, you'll be able to confront the wicked one. Because we have said that we are not just defending ourselves, we are going to attack. A wrestler does not just defend himself. He attacks. He attacks the what? The, comp the opponent. Hallelujah. So before we engage in spiritual warfare, that is very, very important. And one of the things that we will have to note that the word of God is just, not just for our defense, but also for our offense. Hallelujah. It's not just to defend us, but also to help us attack. Hallelujah. There are places that God will assign you, you will reach in a place. And, the, Bible, and the, the Spirit of God will whisper to you that speak this word. And for you, you will think, ah, speaking the word. That's the scripture Pastor read yesterday at church. What is it all about? Kume, you are in war. Hallelujah. You are in war and the spoken word is attacking the stronghold or the spirit in that place. So you've got to be submissive to the spirit of God. One of the defensive, um, the defensive things that we have talked about is the truth, right? the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes, the shield, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit. And we will get to understand that these are just defensive Amen? You are defending yourself as a child of God. But there are things that we have talked about in the previous chapters. And those are very key as he comes to chapter, uh, I mean verse, um, uh, as he comes to verse 13. Amen? Of chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6. And we have highlighted our relationship with God. Amen? Our relation, your relationship with God is very key. That's why you cannot start binding when you have not received Christ as your Lord and Savior. You've got to understand that your relationship with God is very key. And if you have backslidden, you cannot start getting into a time of binding when you know you have backslidden. You've got to first 
ensure that you are well aligned to God. You are in a good relationship with God. And the other was relationship with our brethren. And many times this is, this, this is where the enemy gets to the church and attacks us as a church or a family. When you are not in good relationship with your neighbor, my dear, you cannot start binding. You are already exposed. The enemy has a legal right to attack you. Why? Because you are not in the alignment with God. So we are supposed to ensure that we walk in love. Hallelujah. Love one another. In chapter 5 of Ephesians says, forgiving one another. Forgive. Do not let malice, do not let idle talk, do not let slander come out of your mouth. Why? Those will open you up for the enemy. Hallelujah. So your relationship with God is key. Your relationship with the brethren is key. And your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Because as you are led by the Spirit, remember this battle is not against flesh and blood. It is a spiritual battle. You've got to stay in relationship with the Holy Spirit. He will guide you. There are times when he will tell you, just read the scripture, read these verses. Or start praising. Or shout. Sometimes when we are told to chat in church here, shout. People, it's like they are not shouting. Huh? I sometimes ask my children at home, I, in the church you are quiet, but now you are shouting. Because a shout is also a weapon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you've got to understand how the Spirit of God works and what he's saying. And there you will be able to overcome. You, you will get to know that uh, besides the truth, the uh, breastplate of righteousness, the shoes for the preparation of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, there are other things that can help us gain ground and defeat the enemy. Hallelujah. And uh, I remember I talked about our relationship. If you're married, husband and wife, you also have to keep check because that will all who can open you up for attack or can grant you victory against the enemy. Hallelujah. It's not enough to say, ha, me I know now that defensive weapons are, I'm already, I'm ready to attack. When your relationship with uh, maybe your spouse is out of order. If you're a child, if your relationship with your parents is out of order, you cannot get into war. You already have given the enemy a legal ground to attack or to cause havoc in your life. That's why we are told, um, we are told to, to be obedient in the Lord, to submit in the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm rushing. I have to finish. One of the things that we will not hear is uh, the fact that we don't have anything protected at the back you are supposed to face the enemy. If you're going to attack, I've never seen in a wrestling game, <laughs> some of us watched it because we, ha we had brothers who would watch. So we would peep a little to say, hey, they have beaten him. The, 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 the wrestler does not face the opponent. I mean, first uh, turn the back. If they, f they turn the back there, hurt or wounded. So in war, as the Bible has reminded us, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You are not supposed to turn your back 
against our enemy. What do I mean? You should never compromise. Hallelujah. You should never become hopeless. You should never give in. Amen. When you give in, you've already turned your back on the enemy and is going to attack you. Hallelujah. And another thing that I told us is you should never go alone. Walk in unity. That is why we ask or we request or we beseech or we plead with all of us here in church, do not give up a habit of meeting together. Hallelujah. Because when you are left alone, when you are isolated, you become a target. You become a target. So brethren, keep in fellowship with one another. We are in the army of Christ. And the victory is assured. Hallelujah. I'm about to finish. I'm about to finish. Give me a few minutes. Hallelujah. As we come to an end, we want to first highlight some of our weapons of attack. We've talked about our weapons of defense. Amen. And we've highlighted relationship with God, with the Holy Spirit, with our brethren, with parents, with uh, your spouse, with uh, your employer or your master. But I want us to understand that we also need to attack. Why? Because we are wrestling. That was the main or the highlighted word in chapter 6 that I highlighted at the beginning. One of the weapons of um, attack is the sword of the spirit. As I said, the word of God is for, to def for defense and also to attack. Offense. Hallelujah. And we will get to read um, Hebrews 4. 12, 1 Timothy 4, 14. You just write them. Amen. I just want us to read this, uh, 1 Timothy. I felt this is a very important word because sometimes when we are in church here, some people turn back to the enemy and they are wounded and they become casualty. Yet they have been victorious before. This is what the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 4. Allow me read this. Um, first Timothy Jesus have you put okay do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you hallelujah do you understand that that is also a weapon of attack? They are words of prophecy. They are words of wisdom that as you have come in God's presence, someone or a man of God or a woman of God or a prophet of God or whoever the servant of God has spoken on your life. Paul warns Timothy that do not neglect the gift received. You received through prophecy. That is also a weapon. As you receive this word, this word is coming to attack that enemy or to bring offensive to that enemy that is, is uh, operating in your family or your business. Please go and continue declaring that word. Many times we leave the word here and we say, huh, for me, I've received so many words of prophecies, so many words of wisdom, but nothing has come to pass. You are turning your back on the enemy. 
and that is his desire. The moment you become hopeless, the moment you throw in a towel, the moment you put your guts down, even that spoken word that is on your life cannot be effective. So that is a weapon. It's not just speaking the word of, even the words that have been spoken in your life, they are weapons against the enemy. So please be keen when you are being prayed for. The word that comes forth, take it, claim it, say, Lord, this is mine. Every morning, pronounce it over your life. You are overcoming against the trap of the wicked one. Hallelujah. Another weapon is a weapon of prayer. This is very important. Please, if you've not understood what prayer can do, you can say, ah, me, my lifestyle, I had nowadays I'm good. Those things I used to do, I stopped. But you've got to step up prayer. Why? Because it's a weapon. And we shall read in Ephesians still 6, 18, which says here in, um, in our Bible, uh, let me read it, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Praying always. Many times when we are reading this uh, whip or armor, we end on just the first, the, those ones that are really pronounced. And we forget this is very important. You have to pray always and in the spirit. Why? Because the battle is in the spirit. Amen. The other weapon of, of attack is the weapon of praise. Hallelujah. Psalm 8 and verse 2. People, let's learn to praise God. Amen. Let's learn to praise God. There are gates that break or open. There are things that give way when we start praising. Even the children. Praise God. I remember the time of King Jehoshaphat and the children of, of Judah. They went into battle and the, Bible, the instruction was get the praise and worship before you. Hallelujah. And you see the result. The result was very effective. God caused confusion in the enemy's camp. Let's embark on praising God. Hallelujah. The weapon of preaching. Amen. Maybe some of us thought preaching is just for the pastors, the prophets. My friend, preach to your neighbor. Preach to your sister. Preach to your mom. Preach to your grandma. That is a weapon. They are strongholds that are giving way. And we will read uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 to 14, and Isaiah 55, verse 11. Why? The word of God can never return to him void. It shall accomplish everything that shall, he has sent it to do and prosper in all. If you're speaking the word or preaching the word to your sister, to your grandmother, that word which has come forth, you may, the person may seem like they are not even receiving it, but it shall never return to God void. So be intentional because that is also a weapon of warfare. The last one is a weapon of testimony. Revelations 12, 7 to 11. Please, when we ask people to testify, come forward and testify. Tell others what God has done for you. And in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, the Bible says when we received the Holy Spirit, the, uh, the, the disciples, they went out testifying. Amen. There is power in testimony. There is power in testifying 
of what God has done. Hallelujah. The message is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power. Thank you.